if you want to avoid all the sickness this winter, the snotty noses, the coughs, the colds, the sleepless nights, the fevers, the Panadol and the antibiotics, the ear infections, the grumpy, tired kids, the days off work and school and childcare, are all those memories of last winter coming back? I'm here to tell you that it doesn't have to be that way this winter. I have a free online masterclass, three simple ways to boost your kids' immunity to avoid a winter full of sickness. It's on demand, meaning you can register and watch it straight away or watch it at a time that is convenient for you. Head on over to naturalsuperkids.com forward slash immune and you will be able to sign up. In the masterclass, I am covering our natural, simple and effective approach to avoiding winter infections, how to boost your family's immunity with our proven three-step naturopathic strategy that is really easy for you to implement as a busy mum. We're going to talk about the immune depleters that you need to avoid so you're not wasting time and money building up your kids' immunity that is just being depleted by these common foods and environmental factors. I am sharing heaps of practical tips. I promise it will be an hour well spent. You can register again at naturalsuperkids.com forward slash immune. I can't wait to hear how you find it and to give you the tips to make this winter healthier. Welcome to the Natural Super Kids podcast, where you will discover practical strategies to inspire you to boost the health and nutrition of your kids. I'm Jessica Donovan, a qualified naturopath specializing in kids' health, and I want to make it as easy as possible for you to raise healthy and happy kids. Let's get into it. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Natural Super Kids podcast. Jessica Donovan here. I am so happy that you are listening in today. We're going to be talking about a, a complex uh, disorder today, which is ADHD, Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. And yes, of course, it's complex. There's re- there's a very big difference between, you know, symptom presentation uh, between different children that have been diagnosed with ADHD. But today I really want to focus on some of the foundational things that we find really help to, um, you know, improve things like mood and behavior in kids with ADHD as well as, you know, learning and attention um, and all of those things that a lot of kids with ADHD do struggle with. So I firstly want to say that, you know, ADHD is complex and symptoms really vary from child to child. So, you know, some, some of the common symptoms are things like hyperactivity, inattention, impulsive behavior, behavioral challenges. Uh, You know, these things tend to be the common symptoms across the board. What we also find really commonly um, is that there are often digestive symptoms present in many kids with ADHD. Almost every child that we see with ADHD here at Natural Super Kids will have some kind of digestive 
issue, whether that's constipation, whether it is, you know, food intolerances, there's all kinds of things that that can be going on. And so that, you know, that all important gut brain connection that I talk about so often is really at play here as well. So the driving factors of ADHD can also really differ. So some kids have imbalances in brain chemicals, such as dopamine and noradrenaline, and others have problems with the receptors for these brain chemicals, which means that they're not sort of, um, you know, they're they're not making the body uh, act in a certain way like they normally would. So these imbalances can compromise the nervous system, especially when it comes to attention demanding tasks, hence the the name um, ADHD. So when kids are expected to sit quietly with hands in their lap, listening to the teacher, you know, this is often where the symptoms of ADHD are really sort of obvious. Uh, There is a strong genetic link when it comes to ADHD. So children who have fathers with ADHD, whether it's been diagnosed or not, of course, there's this kind of, you know, huge influx or increase in the amount of of, um, adults that are now being diagnosed with ADHD that have been living with it their whole lives. Um, But kids who have fathers with ADHD are more likely to develop it themselves. But of course, there's also dietary factors. There's the gut-brain axis that we want to be thinking about. There's environmental triggers such as heavy metals. Um, And many of these factors we can support with diet and lifestyle changes. Um, And so it's no wonder that many parents are turning to a more you know, natural approach, nutrition-based approach when it comes to, you know, managing the symptoms of their kids uh, when they have ADHD. So let's talk about diet. Now, last week's episode, we dove into the connection between food and mood and mental health and behavior. So that could be an interesting uh, one to listen to if you haven't already listened um, to that episode. That was last week's episode. And so although, you know, we can dive into specific nutrients, which we will talk about, um, that can be helpful for kids with ADHD, I want to start by looking at the bigger picture of the diet. And this is always where I start with with kids when, I, when I'm, you know, um, supporting uh, families with, with, with kids with ADHD which I do more in like the a group sort of setting now in our in our membership the natural super kids club rather than one on one but yeah the first thing to be thinking about is you know switching to more of that whole food based diet if you just make one change for your child with ADHD this is the one and by increasing whole foods such as vegetables and fruits and good quality protein and complex carbohydrates and nuts and seeds and eggs and reducing the processed refined packaged foods you will also be boosting their their micronutrients their vitamins their minerals um and so this will help to balance out their overall diet so many kids with ADHD are eating a diet that is too high in sugar and refined carbohydrates and low in that good quality protein and healthy fat. So we talked a lot about that in last week's episode. So we want to to rebalance that. And a good place to start is start by adding the good stuff in as opposed to, you know, um, getting rid of the the so-called bad stuff. So we want to be increasing protein as something that we can really start with. So you want a child, every child should sort of be following this as a general rule. 
um, the amount of protein they should be eating is about the size of their palm. So of course, as they grow, their palms get bigger. So they increase that protein size. And of course, you can give them a bit more if they're hungry. This is just like a general kind of guideline. But most kids are really lacking in protein, particularly at breakfast and often at lunch as well. So they might be eating some protein in the evening, but not really through the rest of the day. And this is not going to be a great thing for their mood, their behavior, um, you know, their concentration. So we want to be including protein sources such as chicken and meat and fish and eggs and nuts um, in their meals, in each one of their meals, if possible. Uh, And I mentioned this at the start of this podcast, but we've recently put together a three breakfast recipe ebook to improve kids' mood and behavior. So make sure you grab a copy of that because you can get started with those more protein-rich breakfasts. Uh, That's a really good place to start. And I do understand and know that a lot of kids with ADHD also have sort of fussy eating or picky eating tendencies. So it can be difficult to make changes, which is why, you know, adding in the good stuff and starting slowly uh, can be really helpful advice. So when we're including protein in the diet, uh, more protein in the diet, adequate protein in the diet, it helps to balance kids' blood sugar levels. And this means more balanced moods, fewer ups and downs and highs and lows, which improves their behavior and concentration as well. So this is huge. Adding in the protein and switching away from so many of the processed packaged refined foods to more of the the natural sort of whole foods. And we want to be doing this slowly with, with most kids. We don't have to do it all at once. The other thing we really want to be thinking about when it comes to kids with ADHD is additives. So I um, really love to focus on removing um, additives from the diet as much as possible. So things like additives, flavors, colors, which are generally listed as numbers on packets can really exacerbate symptoms, behavioral symptoms, mood symptoms when it comes to ADHD. And I think most parents know that artificial additives, flavors, colors aren't good for kids, particularly their mood and behavior. But the research really does back that up and has shown that additives are associated with increased hyperactivity, which isn't surprising, right? Additives can also affect gut health, digestion, inflammation levels. And unfortunately, kids with ADHD are more vulnerable to these chemicals and often have more of a reaction compared to a neurotypical child. So this is a partially due to the limited detoxification capacity that many kids with ADHD have as well. So removing additives can be huge and make a big difference for kids with ADHD, but I do know it's easier said than done. um, And that's why I look at increasing whole foods first and then moving on to just minimizing the amount of numbers that you're sort of um, including in kids' diets. So look at those foods that they have regularly. Like I know from working with kids with ADHD, they're having, you know, often having that same muesli bar every single day or that same kind of packet snack every single day. Look at the at the ingredients and see if there are any of those numbers. Um There's a really good app called the Chemical Maze, uh, which can be really helpful for determining whether the additives that are included in some of these foods that your kids are eating regularly are kind of okay or 
not, not okay. Um, and it's a really sort of easy system where they give you a smiley face or a, or a not, or, or a sad face, a frowning face. So you can sort of think about an app like that if you want to delve into this area further. Then there are other things that you can think about sort of following on from this. One of the things that I do want to talk about are, you know, I'm not going to go deep into these, but some kids with ADHD have issues with, um, you know, food chemicals such as salicylate. So that's another area that you can that you can sort of delve into. Um, and gluten and dairy can be problematic for a lot of kids that are uh, that have been diagnosed with ADHD as well as as kids on the spectrum. Um, so, you know, cutting out gluten and dairy from the diet, that's a huge task for most kids, uh, but that can really benefit brain health, mood, behavior as well. And you might want to try one at a time or even just minimizing the amount of gluten and dairy in a kid's diet can make a big difference. So they're kind of the the big picture things that you want to be sort of thinking about that the whole foods, the additives, the protein, um, things like salicylates and gluten and dairy are problematic for some kids. But then we can start to think about those nutrients that can be uh, supportive for kids uh, with ADHD. And many kids will also have, you know, suboptimal levels of these nutrients, if not full deficiencies of these nutrients as well. So the first one I, I want to talk about is omega-3, because it's it's always the first nutrient that I think of for ADHD, because it is so beneficial for brain health. Um, fish and seafood are the best sources of dietary omega-3s. Um, and research shows that omega-3 can help with many of the symptoms of ADHD, including hyperactivity, impulsivity, attention, um, visual learning, word reading, um, can all improve with omega-3 supplements. So look, most kids aren't eating enough fish and seafood to get enough omega-3. So it is one that you might want to think about uh, supplementing. Now, I like to pair an omega-3 supplement um, with some other nutrients that are great for ADHD and brain health in general. And they are called phosphatidylcholine and phosphatidylserine. So you may not have heard of these before. They work beautifully with omega-3 and you can get supplements that contain the omega-3 with the phosphatidylcholine and phosphatidylserine. Um, these, these nutrients can help with symptoms of ADHD, ADHD, <laughs> including things like impulsivity, inattention, memory. Um, and, you know, we don't want to be sort of loading kids up with having to take millions of different supplements because that's not sustainable. So I love that you can often find these uh, together in one supplement. And if you're, you know, it's really hard for me to give specific um, advice when it comes to like general education, like we do on the podcast. So if you are wanting, you know, some specific recommendations, you can um, you can find out more about our consultations, our online consultations over at naturalsuperkids.com. We do express consultations where you can just get, you know, some um, some advice on supplements uh, and you know access to those good quality practitioner supplements as well. Magnesium is a great one for ADHD. Magnesium has that overall sort of calming effect. 
Um, and it can be really great for ADHD. One study actually found that 95% of kids with ADHD were deficient in magnesium. Um, and because of that calming effect, it soothes the nervous system. It's great for helping with that sleep quality, getting to sleep, staying asleep, getting into that deeper sleep. And it can help with calming, you know, uh, those kids with hyperactivity as well. So the quality of magnesium can supplement, like supplements can vary greatly. Um, and again, you want to get advice from a practitioner. I um, will give you a quick tip here about magnesium. Uh, a bit glycinate form of magnesium is uh, has sort of a good absorbability um, and is is generally well tolerated. So magnesium's a nutrient that you want to be thinking about um, with kids with ADHD. So they're the key uh, nutrients that you know can benefit most kids when it, w with ADHD. I do want to talk about a couple of others. Um, iron is one of them. So low iron is associated with ADHD, but it's not the sort of nutrient that you want to be giving kids without knowing what their iron levels are, or at least speaking to a practitioner about you know what their intake is and whether they might need to top up with a supplement. Um, so. It's, it's easy to overload with iron, um, so it's best not to supplement before testing first. And if kids are iron deficient, this contributes to behavioural problems due to iron's influence on dopamine and other brain chemicals that help to sort of uh, balance out kids' behaviour and mood. And studies have shown that iron supplementation improves ADHD symptoms when ferritin levels are low. And this is why it's important to test because ferritin is your stored iron. So if if ferritin is low and um, you supplement with iron, the studies suggest that um, symptoms of ADHD do improve. So that's really interesting. And another couple of supplements or nutrients you want to be thinking about, vitamin D, the sunshine vitamin. Um, low vitamin D can be associated with ADHD and vitamin D is essential for good mental health and and a healthy mood. Uh, so if, you're, if your children do have issues with, with that mood and if they're not spending enough time outside, um, you might want to think about vitamin D. And the last one is zinc. Uh, zinc is one of my favorite minerals for kids. It's got a lot of important roles when it comes to neurological health um, and it has been shown to improve symptoms of ADHD or supplementing with zinc has been shown to improve uh, symptoms of ADHD. But it is important to, you know, look at dietary intake um, and, and make sure it's warranted before taking a supplement like zinc. And not every child with ADHD will need, you know, all of these supplements. Uh, the most effective way to manage ADHD symptoms is, you know, working with a practitioner and and really only giving supplements that are that are warranted and needed and this will you know mean that you're um getting the best forms of supplements for your kids as well because it can be a really confusing sort of world <laughs> when it comes to supplements for kids um so yeah they they're the key kind of big picture 
um, dietary sort of suggestions that I have for ADHD, as well as the, you know, the, the vitamins and minerals and supplement uh, recommendations or, you know, things to be thinking about when it comes to uh, kids with ADHD. So I really hope this has been helpful. Um, and I will be back next week with another episode. We're going to be continuing on this sort of theme of, of mood and behavior um, and, and neurological health on kids. So in kids, I hope you are enjoying it so far and I will see you next week. If you do have any questions um, about this week's episode, reach out to me on Instagram, Natural Super Kids, um, and I'd love to connect with you over there. Have a great day. Welcome to the Natural Super Kids podcast, where you will discover practical strategies to inspire you to boost the health and nutrition of your kids. I'm Jessica Donovan, a qualified naturopath specializing in kids' health, and I want to make it as easy as possible for you to raise healthy and happy kids. Let's get into it. Before you go, don't forget about my free online on-demand masterclass, Three Simple Ways to Naturally Boost Your Kid's Immunity to Avoid a Winter Full of Sickness. I'm sharing my practical tips on ways that you can strengthen your whole family's immune system to avoid the onslaught of winter infections so your family can stay healthy and well this winter. You can sign up at naturalsuperkids.com forward slash immune.